Hey, uh, welcome back to another episode of Project Process. Uh, today I'm joined by Peter Rotano. Uh, did I? He is the CEO and, uh, and a, I have a keynote speaker, uh, an investor. I'm excited to have him here uh, because I think he has a very rich history coming from England and then starting from nothing and then making his way, I think, to a very prominent place in the marketing world here in Toronto. We'll jump right into it. Uh, so Peter, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you're doing right now, and uh, yeah. Yep. So I've been in the uh, marketing world, advertising world for uh, 10 years. I was born in Australia, raised in England, and now live in Toronto. I had my first uh, taste of the agency world uh, maybe eight, nine years ago, um, working for an agency, and then I helped take a business out to Australia and then came out to Toronto and uh, built my first company, um, Spark, which was an advertising agency, swallowed that um, three years ago and then set up my current company with my current business partner, Jeff, um, called Abacus, which is a, a paid social agency. So we specialize in uh, running paid social, mainly Facebook and Instagram campaigns for mainly large corporate brands or Series A tech companies. And uh, did you always know that you wanted to be in the uh, agency world? Like, no. how, how did you come about it? No. So um, when I uh, so I, one one of the things I talk about in one of my talks to young entrepreneurs is uh, kind of lesson that I learned early on is you've got to find the right seat on the bus. Um, when I came out of school, I did music um, and then went into sound engineering worked for two TV companies doing sound and totally sucked in it. Um, the first company went out of business, the second company went out of business, um, and then I, I started doing computer science, uh, worked at an IT company, um, didn't enjoy that either, that company, got, um, that company got sold, the owner sold it for eight million uh, pounds. Um, and then after that, I was kind of forced into, okay, so uh, where do I go next? And I just randomly joined um, an agency, and that's where I got my first taste of um, marketing and advertising. And um, I was doing kind of sales to start with, and then when I took help take a, a part of their business out to Australia, that's where I got to taste entrepreneurship and all the kind of um, growth hacking marketing things. That's where I, I, I basically taught myself. Um, but Kind of the point is, I had no idea what I wanted to do to start with. Um, I sucked at something because I thought I'd be good at it, and I really liked it as a passion. But it, um, I, I, it wasn't a skill set that necessarily comes naturally to me. And what I realised was, if I kept going in that vein, I would have uh, had to work very hard uh, with little results. I would have been mediocre at something and so I had to, to pivot and it's always difficult um, knowing when to pivot and the same, it's the same with startups like do you double down on something if you're not doing so well and, um, or do you pivot away from it and it's, 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 it's always kind of tough making those decisions but I pivoted and it was the, the best, thing I, best thing I did but yeah the, the moral of that story is not everybody knows what they want to do and you've got to basically got to test a few things and find out something not based on what you're necessarily just what you're passionate about, what you're really good at, and then double down on those strengths. 
And did you do a lot of like testing and experimenting while you were in school, or did you do the most of it? No, out, out school, out of school. So in school, I thought I was going to do science, um, and then I fell in love more and more with music and sound engineering. I was just kind of basically bouncing around from uh, passions to um, the computer science was basically, you know, web designers are making a lot of money at that time. Let's go into web design, but I sucked at web design. I sucked at computer science too. Like, it, I remember like learning code and just looking around me and. Um, some people they see the world in the matrix they just know zeros and ones and they're kind of they, they, they speak the language of maths kind of fluently I didn't so I'd have to rote learn new languages and I just realized immediately again that you know I would I would have to work very hard to be mediocre at that so the key is to find like I said find something that you can get into flow that you're yes you're passionate about but there's a Venn diagram where it overlaps with your, your big strengths after you, you left England and Australia and you came to Toronto, you, you came here with uh, no contact base whatsoever. No. How did you start building that up? Mm -hmm. I know you started uh, uh, this breakfast called Bellwether. Yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah. So and why I, you started that? Yeah, I came to Toronto. Um, the only thing I had was my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, no business, no business contacts, no, no friends or anything really. Um, and it was only going to be temporary, but then it became you know, permanent, and I knew I had to um, build out a network and um, you know, start working on the business. I actually met my ex-business partner who um, founded Spark um, randomly through just emailing a load of agencies that had just started out in Toronto. So I literally just cold emailed a load of people, and he was just starting something, and then I joined forces with him so it's just kind of hustle and serendipity that I met him um, the, my my networking group was you know I, I know I needed to build a business network in Toronto but I just hated the existing networking groups I wanted to, to do a little bit more organically um, in most networking groups are you turn up there's hundreds of people you throw business cards at each other you expect an immediate return and it's very kind of short-term thinking um, you know what, what what can I get out of you um, and I just didn't think that was a way to build long-term relationships so uh, my philosophy has always been like play for the long game add value to people and build out these kind of uh, these ecosystems that, that are built on trust and, and relationships so I set up Bellwether and it was purely about um, bringing kind of people together who were you know, um, of, a, of a certain level in their career or certain interests, um, the different backgrounds, so there's that kind of social dynamic, and just get them in a room together to collaborate with no pretentious kind of... Um, uh, need for transactions. Yeah, like a lot of the networking groups are like, oh, you bring me a lead, I'll give you a lead, or stand up and do a five-minute infomercial on what you're up to right now. Mine has always been like, you know, get a load of people in a room together, just have breakfast and let them organically chat to people and then they build relationships over time. And it, it just grew my network exponentially. Like I, I've, I'm now connected to a lot of people in Toronto. I've got a lot of friends from it, but a lot more importantly, a lot of business related, not more importantly, a lot of business relationships. And you know, when we go to raise money or we go to build out channel partner relationships or anything like that, both Jeff and I have got these these networks. And Jeff's in a, in a similar way, but he's just a, he's a fiend for going out coffees for people so he just has millions of coffees and um, he's built up this great network so it's all about playing for the long game and not being too short term it always shocks me how um, 
self-interested people can't hide their self-interest for the sake of their own interest. You, know, they, you, you see them, like you meet them and they look past you at a group, networking group because they're looking for the next person because maybe they think you're going to offer them something. Like even if you're not a good person, you should be doing things for people strategically so they reciprocate. That's the easiest way for people, for you to get people to like you and to get a kind of uh, a return from the relationships that you build. But you should be doing it because you're a good person, you like the long game. But if you don't, like you should be doing it strategically and hide the fact that you're a shit person. <laughs> When I heard you talk about uh, Bellwether and how you set that up with um, someone that you had a coffee with, I thought that was like a really like awesome strategy. I've never, I, I would never have thought of like setting up kind of like a group just to like talk and hang out mm -hmm. and, uh, and that kind of thing for like the long run. Yeah. And I think that a, a lot of like students or people just coming out of university could really benefit from maybe even starting their own group. Totally. Totally. Whatnot, and I think that's a really great idea. And, and my, mine was like a lot of peers, but also obviously you're inviting people that are maybe more advanced in their career as you than you. Um, so you're kind of getting that, um, you know, different perspectives. But you know, you want to be networking with people. Um, you really want to be doing three things in your kind of network. You want to be networking pe people on your level. These are your peers. These are the people you're going to grow up with. These are the people that are going to work in other companies that can help you out. You can help them out. And you want to be networking with people that are above you. Those are your mentors, they can give you advice, um, they can position you a little bit better. And then you want to be mentoring people, you want to be helping the people um, you know, who are just starting out. And all of those three things teaches you different things, it builds your character, but it, it gives you access to different levels of people. Ah uh, yes, um, very generic question, but what would you say to uh, kids either coming out of college or in their last years of college? I'm, in, I'm about to go into my last year of university and uh, I would like some insight from someone who's kind of like uh, sailed the ship uh, through the years. What Do you would mean you say? specifically people who want to be entrepreneurs or, uh, or just generally? In general and in the marketing space, mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurial. Yeah, I mean, I would go back to my first point. like. You've really got to find your strengths and find the right seat on, on the bus, and that can take a little bit of playing with. Um, so that would be my, my first piece of advice. Um, you know, marketing or anything really, but marketing in the digital landscape, you know, you've got to be um, hungry for uh, knowledge and continually learning. So keeping up with the latest uh, trends, constantly kind of testing your own stuff. I think anybody who's interested in digital marketing should set up like an e-commerce store, Shopify store, try selling some stuff, try drop shipping, um, just just testing and uh, learning yourself. Um, and then the other thing I would say to um, people that do want to start their own businesses is, um, I think it used to be. The advice people would get that being an entrepreneur is a is a massive risk, um, and the traditional advice of um, some parents would be you know, accountants, lawyers, teachers, and nothing wrong with that. My parents are teachers, you know, a lot of love for those uh, professions, but. Um, I don't think that advice holds water in 2018. Uh, I don't think being an entrepreneur, whatever um, general, generally that, that, that means is, is much of a, a risk. Um, so just going back to my experience, so the first company I worked for went out of business, the second company I worked for went out of business, the third company I worked for, the owner sold it. At that point, um, 
I'd invested a lot of time and energy into other people's things that didn't really pay off for me. And I never, after that, I never really wanted to be out of control of my own career again. It's not that I didn't want to work for people, it's just that I wanted to have uh, autonomy but also control. I didn't want to be, I've kind of pictured myself at 50, you know, um, you know, an executive or something like that with a nice suit in the corporation getting laid off all of a sudden and being put back on the kind of uh, employment pile with a load of 25 year olds and I never wanted to be in that, um, I think, fairly precarious position. Um, so that entrepreneurship journey to me always seemed like taking control of your own destiny and a little bit less of a risk and outsourcing it to somebody else. Um, so, and it doesn't necessarily mean either that you have to kind of go all in on one thing or all in on another thing. I think probably the most riskiest thing for me is having all your eggs in one basket working for somebody else. Um, and then, then there's degrees coming down from that. So um, if you're working for somebody else, cool, but maybe you know start doing investments on the side or have an e-commerce side or do some side hustles. You want to have kind of a diversified income stream that protects you against anything kind of happening in this in this main thing that you've got. You want to be diversified. Um, but obviously, if you're, if you're controlling your own destiny, that's for me. That's the ultimate control. I like having that control. I like having the business. Obviously, there are risks that come with being starting up. Um, so you kind of a lot of kind of capital risk, financial risk. There's opportunity costs. Maybe you're um, going into an idea that isn't the best idea, and you can sink five years into something that may not, may or may not pay dividends. But for me, it's all about control over destiny and, and kind of starting something and running something, um, having equity in something. You don't need to, you know, be the uh, main shareholder, even, but just having a bit more control of your life is one of the things that I, I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And I know you're. Uh you're a bit of a philosophy and political science nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a little as well. Um, did, did any of that kind of uh, study on your own, did that influence how you uh, run, conduct business or how you uh, network and that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I'll say on the political science side, um, I was a massive socialist when I was younger and then became uh, a, a complete libertarian in my, in my 20s. Um, and so I, I think probably the bit that spills out into company life is um, just a complete love of meritocracy. Um, so fairly flat organizations that are based on kind of, uh, whatever you bring to the table and you're reward, rewarded based on that. Um, and I think that's a fairly libertarian way of, of looking at things. Um, from a philosophy perspective, I think it just, um, it's, it's more like how I think about things in business so I'll give you an example I've got a lot of friends that uh, maybe sold their company um, and in the startup world um, they you know it's all about getting an exit or something like that but I've got also got a lot of friends that have sold companies and then they get to the end and they sold their company and they're working for somebody else and they they kind of get in this depressed place where they no longer have any kind of direction or challenge and they've no longer got their team around them and um, there's a German philosopher that um, the name escapes me, but he basically said to uh, to be free, that's nothing. To be to become free, that's heavenly. And what he meant is, it's the process, it's the journey, it's fighting the battle. Once you become free, or whatever that thing is, you're, you're just back to kind of wherever you were, thinking about kind of petty things or whatever it is. And it's that 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 process. So keeping that in mind for me is always um, important to enjoy albeit the ups, there's a lot of ups and downs and kind of stress and, and challenges, that's the, 
those are the good old days, those are the things you need to enjoy and once you've kind of got to this kind of end point where you think you're eventually going to achieve all this stuff, it's actually not the thing that's going to bring you um, happiness in many ways. I think that's a, a great wrap up to, uh, to the episode. Um, so I will put uh, Pete's information in the description. Um, do check him out. Check out Abacus. Thank you so much. I uh, will see you guys next time. Thank you.